I was listening to John Moriarty telling a story recently. He had introduced to us to his niece, Amanda, earlier on, and now he was bringing her back in again. This time, strangely enough for Christmas morning, I know, but it was Good Friday in John's story. And while Amanda's granny, that's John's mother, went off to the Good Friday devotions, John and Amanda stayed at home to look after the cow that was calving. John tells us that at that time he really wasn't a believer and so staying at home from the Good Friday devotions wasn't such a big deal for him anyway. But when they went out then to check on the cow, they discovered that she had already begun to have her calf. Amanda squealed when she saw the two little hooves coming out the back of the cow. And according to Amanda, this was wrong. And John inquired, why is that wrong? To which Amanda declared that she herself had come out of her mummy head first. Eventually, calf safely born, the cow had carefully cleaned it, Amanda and John retreated back into the house where the story develops. John was curious to find out all that Amanda understood about where babies come from. And Amanda told him that she had come from her mummy's tummy. So John inquired further, where did mummy come from? Amanda thought for a minute. From granny's tummy, she said. Then the really hard one. Where did granny come from? Amanda was vexed. What answer could there be to this most vexing of questions, she wondered. But eventually her furrowed brow turned into a bright smile. She had an answer. Granny came from her own tummy. John muses for us about this. For Amanda, there is no one before Granny. There's nothing else before Granny. Therefore, Granny is the beginning of everything. And John was worried about this. And he gives us a great line. He says that Amanda is now vulnerable to experience. Eventually, she would discover, of course, as life goes on, that her statement of fact, that Granny came from her own tummy, just isn't true. I think that John's line is wonderful. We are all of us vulnerable to experience, and the facts that we hold dear can be demolished very easily and quickly. The children in C.S. Lewis's novel, the Narnia series, in the novel The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, they are transported to the land of Narnia, where they meet the lion, Aslan. C.S. Lewis is famously known for his conversion to Christianity and the many talks and lectures he gave on that subject. The children's stories of Narnia are full of Christian references. Indeed, some commentators say that Aslan, the lion, 
whom I'm sure many of the children know very well here this morning, that, lion, that the lion is actually representing the figure of Christ. Christ as king, king as lion. Indeed, Aslan features in all the stories of Narnia. He is the one constant in the whole story. In The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, the children are suffering persecution in this new house that they've been sent to live in. And they enter into Narnia through a wardrobe full of fur coats. And when tr somebody tries to follow them, they cannot. Imagination and wonder are the core values that are needed to make the journey to Narnia. I think it mimics the Gospel where it says in Matthew's Gospel, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This morning's Gospel is kind of cryptic. It doesn't feel very Christmassy. It isn't the traditional nativity story that we know so well, the stable scene. It doesn't really lend itself very easily to listening and it's not the gospel story that we would prefer maybe for Christmas morning. No, rather this gospel from the beginning of John's gospel is just that. It is a beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was made flesh. How are we to gain access to the Narnia of the Gospel message of Christmas? How can we be like the little child and the little children that we celebrate this morning? How are we to see beyond the crisis-stricken limitations of our world? We have to be changed. Christmas does not end today, even though the commercial world would have us say that. Today is just the beginning. Enter into the joy and the celebration and the laughter and the peace of this day. But don't forget to push through the fur coats into tomorrow. Don't allow the facts of your mind to quash the wonder of your imagination. Grant the Lord of all life permission to enter in into your heart. The Pope put it very succinctly, I think, last night in St. Peter's Square when he said, Today, Christmas has become a commercial celebration whose bright lights hide the mystery of God's humility, which in turn calls us to humility and simplicity. Let us ask the Lord to help us see through the superficial glitter of this season and to discover behind it the child in the stable in Bethlehem so as to find true joy and true light.